Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hi there, welcome back. This will be for Luke chapter 17. Jesus speaks of offenses, forgiveness, and faith. Even the faithful are unprofitable servants. Ten lepers are healed. Jesus' discourse on the second coming. Verse 1, Then said he unto the disciples, It is impossible, but that offenses will come, but woe unto him, woe to him through whom they come. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged around his neck, and he be cast into the sea, than that he should be offended, that he should offend one of these little ones. Now, little ones doesn't mean just little children, but also little ones that are new in the gospel, too. Take heed to yourselves. If if your brother trespass against thee, rebuke him, and if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn to you again, saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. And the apostle said unto him, Lord, be, increase our faith. Jesus' reply isn't so much about the quantity of our faith, but the quality. If our faith is as small as a mustard seed, but if it is genuine, then one can do mir- miraculous things that are seemingly impossible. And the Lord said, If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamore tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should be, and it should obey you. But who of you, having a servant plowing or feeding cattle, will say unto you, or will say unto him, When he has come from the field, go and sit down to meet? Will he not rather say unto him, Make ready wherewith I may sup, and gird yourself, and serve me, till I have eaten and drunken, and afterward by and by you shall eat and drink? Doth he, doth he thank that servant, because he doeth the things which were commanded him? I say unto you, Nay. So likewise ye, when ye shall have done all these things, all those things which are commanded you, say, We are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was no more than our duty to do. Um, remember that King Benjamin and Mosiah says, I say unto you that if you should serve him who, who has created you from the beginning and is preserving you from day to day by lending you breath that ye may live and move and do according to your own will and even support, supporting you from one moment to another, I say if you should serve him with all your whole souls, yet ye would be unprofitable servants. In this life we are all unprofitable servants, or to use a more modern term, we are all bad investments. From the Savior's perspective, even the most righteous among us costs more to save and maintain than we can produce in return. So if we're looking for for the Lord to say, okay, you've done enough, your obligation is fulfilled, you've made it now, relax, we're going to be disappointed. We need to accept the fact that we will never in in this life, even though our most valiant efforts reach the break-even point, we are all unprofitable servants being carried along on the Savior's back by his good will, by his grace. However, the Lord does say to us, Give, given your present circumstances and your present level of maturity, you're doing a decent job. Of course, it's not perfect, but your efforts are acceptable for the time being. I am pleased with what you've done. We may not, we may not be profitable servants yet in the ultimate sense, but we can still be good and faithful ones in this limited sense. So if we are doing what can be reasonably expected of a loyal disciple in our present circumstances, then we can have faith that our offering is accepted through the grace of God. Of course, we're unprofitable, all of us, yet within the shelter of the covenant, 
our honest attempts are acceptable for the time being. And that was, in, uh, that was by Stephen Robinson. So we servants of our Heavenly Father and our Savior should not perform our expected duties and anticipate applause and commendation to be heaped upon us. We are still unprofitable servants. We can never put the Father and the Son in our debt. And that was by Skinner and Ogden in uh, verse by verse. So here's where Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. Uh, let's see here. That is to say that chronologically, um, Lazarus being raised from the dead would be inserted here. So John chapter 11, uh, where the, the raising of Lazarus belongs right here. But we're going to continue with Luke anyway. So now we have the beginning of the final journey to Jerusalem in verse 11. It came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Galilee and Samaria. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass, as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that, when he saw he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at Jesus's, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Where were the were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Elder, Be Elder Bateman, Elder Mer Merrill J. Bateman said, Luke describes Jesus' meeting ten lepers. Upon seeing the Savior, they cried, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Go show yourselves unto the priests. As they went they, their way, they were cleansed. One returned, fell on his face, and gave thanks, Jesus said, Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? And then Jesus, and then the Lord said to the one who returned, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. In becoming a whole person, the grateful leper was healed inside as well as on the outside. That day nine lepers were healed skin deep, but only one had the faith to be made whole. The tenth leper was changed eternally by his faith in the Savior and the healing power of his atonement. Elder McConkie said, Were there not ten, ten cleansed, Jesus asked, but where are the nine? Surely there is sorrow in his voice, as he continues. There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And then to the Samaritan he said, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Which can only be interpreted to mean that this one Samaritan, singled out of the group, received added spiritual blessings that were withheld from the nine. Verse 20, And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Jesus simply goes back to basic principles, corrects their false understanding of the doctrine involved, and announces that the fact is, you do err. This is my first appearance among men, and I came to work out the atoning sacrifice by which redemption comes. This time the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. There will be no great display of power and destruction, he says. And that's Bruce R. McConkie. Verse 21, Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God has already come unto you. And he said unto his disciples, the, t the days will come when they, shall, when they will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and they shall not see it. And if they shall say it to you, see here or see there, go not after them, nor follow them. For as the light of the morning that shineth out of the, out of the one part under heaven, and lighteneth the other part under heaven, so shall also the Son of Man be in his day. In other words, when Jesus returns, everybody will know about it. 
It'll be like the rising of the sun that everyone sees. But first must but first must he suffer many things and be rejected of this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat and they drank. They married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is received. In that day, the disciple who shall be on the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. And he who is in the field, let him likewise not turn back, not return back. The destruction of Jerusalem included the death of 1.1 million Jews. The saints that dwelt in Jerusalem had fled to Pella in Perea and were spared. And that was by Bruce R. McConkie. Verse 32, remember Lot's wife. In other words, don't look back to Sodom and the wealth and luxury you, you are leaving. Don't stay in the burning house in the hope of salvaging your treasures, lest the flame destroy you. Whosoever shall seek to save his life, in other words, seeking temporal things, shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. I tell you, in that night there shall be two in one bed. The one shall be taken, and the other shall be left. Two shall be grinding together. The one shall be taken, and the other left. Two shall be in the field. The one shall be taken, and the other left. Only those who keep the law of the terrestrial kingdom will abide the day of the Lord's second coming. And they answered and said unto him, Where, Lord, shall they be taken? And he said unto them, who, Wheresoever the body is gathered, or in other, in other words, whithersoever the saints are gathered, thither will the eagles be gathered together, or thither will the remainder be gathered together. This he spake, signifying the gathering of his saints, and of angels descending and gathering the remainder unto them, the one from the bed, the other from the grinding, and the other from the field, whithersoever he listeth. For verily there shall be new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. And there shall be no unclean thing, for the earth coming old, becoming old, even as a garment, having waxed in corruption, wherefore it vanisheth away, and the footstool remaineth sanctified, cleansed from all sin. So that's the end of the chapter, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.